Welcome to To Every Generation, the broadcast ministry of Calvary Chapel Crossfields, located in Jamesburg, New Jersey, where we teach through the entire Bible, verse by verse, and make application to every generation, so we can grow in our relationship with God. everyone's thanksgiving all right good praise god filling right (laughs) we have a year to recover (laughs) well um we're going to be in various scriptures today so hopefully um you'll be able to follow what's displayed on the screen behind me so you don't have to go flipping back and forth through your scriptures uh, through the Bible, but, um, you know, I think about every Thanksgiving, right, we kind of sometimes we'll look back maybe at the previous year, and, you know, if we're contemplative about it, we think about it, you know, we may just look over our blessings for the past year, and, you know, hopefully the Lord has been working in our lives and blessing us, and Um, we look back and we try to give thanks for those things. Some of us might even have traditions where we sit around the Thanksgiving table and everyone mentions maybe one thing that they're thankful for uh, at that time. Uh, Those are great traditions, and I don't demean them at all, but I think sometimes we relegate uh, certain things to certain times of the year. Uh, We relegate Thanksgiving to the fourth Thursday of November, and then maybe sometimes throughout the rest of the year, we're not as thankful as we maybe should be. Um, Especially as Christians, we know that the Lord is working in our lives um, all the time. It's not just at one time during the year. So we want to see, he wants to see consistency in us uh, every day. And he wants to see our thankfulness Uh, exemplified and displayed throughout the year. The Bible tells us that we should be thankful in all things. And so sometimes we think about, well, maybe if things aren't going so well, then we really don't have anything to be thankful for. But uh, the Bible teaches us otherwise. The Bible also tells us uh, to express our thankfulness thankfulness, uh, in all times and who to direct our thankfulness to. So, you know, it's great when we thank one another, and it's, it's, a, you know, it's part of, as humans, we relate to one another, and we hopefully are helping one another, and we're being a blessing, ministering to one another, and, you know, family or friends or even strangers, and, you know, think about the, the outreach that we just saw the video of, and, you know, there's opportunities, obviously, to, to in that relationship, in those relationships, to thank one another for what people are doing in our lives, but ultimately thanking God, right, for everything that he's done for us and for what he continues to do for us. So, you know, that, that's kind of the overview of what we're going to be looking at today in, in the various scriptures. But I have a question to ask you before uh, we jump in today. Did anyone, does anyone uh, ever remember getting in their car early in the morning and 
jumping in and starting it up and looking at the gas tank and seeing it like almost dead empty. I don't know if anyone has done it. Yeah, see? So I'm not alone. I'm not alone in that, right? So, you know, you, you, you pull in the night before and you, you know you need gas and you just, you didn't stop and you just think, don't think about it and then realize you have an early appointment this morning and you're not going to make it. And so you have to now set aside a little bit of time to put $5 in just to get you to your destination because you don't have the time to do that. You know, I think, I think about that and I remember hearing my father tell me, you know, don't let your gas tank get below a quarter, you know, and, you know, it's good advice. I don't know if there's any technical reason for it. You know, they say that you could uh, pull up some junk out of the bottom of your gas tank, but I'm not sure if that's true or not. But I know that at least you have that much gas in your tank to get to where you need to go. You know, when you think about that, it's, it's like Thanksgiving, right? It's like, it's like thankfulness in our lives. If we're not filled with thanksgiving at all times, then when times are difficult, we won't have it in our tank to get us through those difficult times, those times when we may not feel thankful, where we may not actually see things in our lives that we could be thankful for. But we're going to look at a different perspective on that even. But, you know, there are certain things that happen in our lives that we can, you know, as human beings, we can say, well, I, I just don't, I can't feel thankful for that. And when we, when we have thankfulness in our hearts and we, when we bring back to remembrance all those times where God has blessed us, it helps us get through those difficult times. So it's like that with thankfulness. When we start with a tank full of thankful, we can get through those things and we won't run out. We won't run out when times get difficult. Giving thanks today prepares us for whatever's going to happen in our lives in the future. So, something to keep in mind. Of course, the Bible has a lot to say about thankfulness. In 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18, Paul writes, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So, the will of God. This is the will of God. You know, sometimes we might read that as rejoice when things are going well. Right? Um, pray when you really need something. Or give thanks when your circumstances are positive. But that's not what the Bible tells us. Give thanks in all things. So Paul is telling us here that this is not just... Uh, you know, an occasional burst of gratitude. This is something that's a lifestyle. This is something that, that the Lord wants us to do all the time. God's will is for us to be grateful in all things. And the Bible gives us a lot of examples of that. So we're going to go through a few of the verses today just to see what the Lord is telling us, what the Bible teaches us. In Psalm 30, verse 4, a psalmist says, sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. God's name, God's holy name, synonymous with his character, full of grace, full of mercy. Therefore, whenever we recall God's name, we recall his grace and mercy working in our lives. We should be thankful for it. 
So we may not necessarily feel it today, but we can certainly look back at our lives and see God working and be grateful and be thankful. We should all have memories of God working in our lives, right? Sometimes we can forget God's goodness when we're struggling. Sometimes we can forget his blessings when we're going through a difficult time. But I think of it as getting back to the truth. No matter what the immediate circumstances are in our life, the truth of the matter is God loves us. And God wants the best for us. So we always need to be putting the truth in front of whatever our feelings might be at the time. No matter how we're feeling, God never changes. God never changes. He always loves us. Psalm 75, verse 1, it says, A psalm of Asaph, a song. We give thanks to you, O God. We give thanks. Your wondrous works declare that your name is near. Again, we see the psalmist here referring to the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord. Why? Because the name of the Lord is connected to his character. To his character. When we think of Jesus, we think of the character of God. When we say the name Jesus, it should bring back the, just what we know about who God is. Because his name is directly connected to that. His wondrous works. His awesome works, his, his awesome working in our lives show us that he's near to us. You know, it's about an intimate relationship with the Lord. It's about knowing and remembering that God is always with us, that we're never alone. We're never alone. Re- recalling his wondrous works in our lives helps us remember that he's always near us. You know, sometimes we are alone. Physically, we're alone. Sometimes mentally, we feel like we're alone. Sometimes spiritually, we feel like we're maybe in a dry place, alone. But we must always remember that God is with us. He's near us. The presence of God in our lives is always there. And it gives us a reason to be thankful in all things. His name is near because his name is his character. His name is his character. That means that he is with us. We're never really alone. Even if there are no other people around. And I think sometimes when we are physically alone and there's no one else around, I think that's one of the best times to just be you and God. You and Jesus. And that's the, those are the intimate times. That he, and he, that he desires for us. And we can thank God also for his goodness. Now, our idea of goodness, you know, may be different sometimes than what God's idea of goodness is. And, you know, we may be tempted at times to, to question God. Well, God, if you're, if you're good, why is this thing happening in my life? If you're good, God, why are, are these things going on in the world that don't seem good? And we, I can co- totally understand that, but we, we may interpret his goodness as something when we receive something that's good in our lives. But we're told the, the, that God is good all the time. 
And so we, we look, and sometimes that's difficult to kind of wrap our brain around. You know, God is good all the time. Why is life sometimes so hard? Why is life so times, sometimes so bad? And I think the, the answer to that is really hidden within the question itself. Life is hard because sinful man has corrupted this world. Life is hard because compared to God's goodness, yeah, things don't look so great. But God is good all the time. You know, when we look around and we see evil and we see wickedness and we see people coming against one another in this world, we we tend to maybe question that. But that doesn't mean that we still can't be thankful in the midst of it. We need to spiritually kind of top off that thank tank when we are in the midst of a blessing of God so that we can maybe get through the, the, just the evening news and just seeing what's going on in the world and not to mention what's going on personally in each of our lives, right? So we can get through those things. We can get through the difficult times with thanksgiving with thanksgiving. And we can also thank him, what, for his constant mercy. For his constant mercy. You know, mercy is defined as as not getting what we deserve. Not getting what we deserve. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23 tell us, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. It is just because of God's mercy that we get to live and breathe and have our being. It's, it's by God's mercies that we're able to minister to one another. It's by God's mercies that we're able to serve one another. It's by God's mercies that we're here able to do what he's called us to do. Because his fashions, compassions fail not, they are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. New every morning. How awesome is that? And I love this idea because his mercy We need to recognize his mercy every day, don't we? You know, we need to recognize that each and every day is a new is a new day in God's mercy in our lives, that it's just a blessing to be able to get up and to go out and to do what he's uh, put before us. And the the fact that mercy endures, mercy endures. It's everlasting. It's not a one and done type of thing. It's not something that God gives us when we're first saved and then, and then releases his hands from us. It's something that's constant, that's consistent, that goes on in our lives day by day by day. The reason, the very reason we need an enduring supply of mercy is because each day we have moments, moments of doubt, right? Moments of, of sin, moments that we fall into sin, where we need to seek his forgiveness each and every day. And I don't know about you, but I, don't, I can't remember a day that hasn't gone by that I haven't had uh, some maybe uh, inappropriate thought or sinful thought or, we, or rage against somebody or just um, you know, falling into sin or uh, just a, a wrong reaction. And something that we have to recognize that God's mercies are new each day. That when those things happen, the Bible tells us that we can pray and we can repent and we can ask for forgiveness. And he's there all the time to forgiveness, knowing to forgive us, knowing that his mercy is there, available to us on a daily basis. That's really all we need. 
The Bible also tells us that we can be thankful for our food. And, you know, we, we may sometimes take that daily provision for granted and, you know, understand that, you know, it's a blessing to be able to um, just make, have enough, have enough for us to be, to, to be sustained on a day-to-day basis. We're told to thank God for our daily bread, right? Because each day he provides he provides those things. You know, think about, you know, just seeing the video on the, on the Thanksgiving outreach just reminds me that, you know, how grateful we should be for our daily provision. You know, those folks were so grateful for that special meal, but God's provided for all of us every single day. Philippians 4.19 tells us, And my God shall supply all of your needs, according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, it may not be all of our wants, but it's all of our needs. And remembering and being thankful to know that God knows what's best for us. It may not necessarily be the things that we want, but it's going to be the things that we need. And he's going to provide that for us. We can also thank the Lord for answered prayer. John 11 41, Jesus shows us here. It says in, um, in that verse, Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. You know, the story about uh, their friend Lazarus who had passed, right? And four days he had been, he had been in the tomb. And Jesus prayed for the Father, to raise Lazarus from the dead. And then he thanked the Father for answered prayer. And obviously this is uh, you know, an awesome, miraculous thing when, when Lazarus was raised from the dead. But think about Jesus. It, what, he wasn't doing it to, for his own good. He was doing it for the good of others. And also so that others would see God's hand and God's work and be drawn to the Father through that miracle. So for our motivation in anything, do we thank God for those opportunities that he puts before us to be, maybe be a witness to someone? Maybe at the, at the Thanksgiving table, you were able to have an opportunity to just share God's love and God's mercy with, with somebody who maybe doesn't know the Lord. And then, and then just pray for those, um, those seeds to take root and for God to continue to draw that person into a relationship. And we can thank Him already that He's using us to do that. But we don't get the credit, right? God gets the glory for all of that. Do we, do we thank Him for that? Do we thank God for Him allowing us to be part of the work? that he's doing. You know, think about just just ministering to someone or being a part of serving here at the church. Do we thank God for allowing us to do that in whatever capacity that might be? And like Pastor Joe said, you know, we thank everyone who gave, who came out, who prayed. It doesn't matter. We're all part of that work. And remember, God gets the glory for that. And that's something that we can be thanking him for. Amen? 
But, you know, obviously this miracle of Lazarus being raised from the dead is, uh, is an example of miraculous answered prayer. But how about the prayers that don't get answered in the way that we would expect them to get answered? How about those prayers in a, in a way that we maybe wouldn't expect? How about when we don't get that promotion? You know, think about it. You know, when, when you're striving for something, when you're working hard for something, and maybe you're looked over for it and f- in, uh, for somebody else, and how do you react to that? How do you respond to that? You know, is it something that you're, um, you know, that you're disgruntled at because God, you know, didn't give you that promotion, but he may have something better for you. That might not be what he has for you at that time. So we can be thankful for prayers answered in a different way than what we expect, right? Yeah, I think you guys can relate. How about when we're praying for that person and, then, and they're not healed? How about those? Those are, those are difficult ones to be thankful for. But we know just from experience, from human experience, and even looking in the scriptures, not everyone that was prayed for has been healed. Now, you have all been healed. If you're sitting here today, you've all been healed at one point of, to- of, of time or another. But one day, that might not happen. How can we thank God in those instances? Those are difficult things. But remember, the Bible says that, that when we're in heaven, there is no crying, there is no suffering, there is no tears, there's no more pain. So ultimately, for those who know Christ, there will be a healing for all in, the, in eternity. You know, think about you know, somebody who many of you might, might know, a famous person, Johnny Erickson Tata, who um, was paralyzed at the age of 17. Um, she dove into uh, shallow water in the Chesapeake Bay and um, broke her vertebrae and became a quadriplegic. Now, she admits in her testimony that she, she was angry at God for that. She, she didn't understand. It tested her faith when that happened. And she prayed for healing. She even believed that God would heal her. She told people that she will, the next time they see her, she'll be walking. But that, it's been 50 years. It hasn't happened yet. So what did she do? Did she become bitter And uh, at God, did she become angry? Did she become doubtful? Well, after that first, of course, that initial time of that, that passed. She was able then to look beyond that and even be thankful to God for what happened to her. Now, that's not easy. That's not easy. You know, she's a shining example of of faith in God no matter what's going on in her life. She had, she had said once during a, during a service, God may remove your suffering, and that will be a great cause for praise, but if not, he will use it. He will use anything and everything that stands in the way of his fellowship with you. So let God mold you and make you, transform you from glory to glory. That's a deeper healing. Now that's, 
That's someone who hasn't walked in over 50 years who can say that. You know, maybe you're going through the same type of difficulty, a physical ailment that you are praying for the Lord to heal. And maybe he hasn't taken that away from you. But he has something in that for you. Don't lose hope in that. Know that even in that situation, God can use you. So look for that. Look for those opportunities. And be thankful for it. Colossians 3.15, as we look at other reasons to be thankful, says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you also were called in one body, and be thankful. We can be thankful to the Lord because we have the peace of God. The peace of God. And we have, the, we have peace with God for those who have received Jesus into their hearts. The Lord wants us to enjoy that peace and let it take control of our emotions. We can have peace in difficulties because His peace is reigning in us. How many times... Have you been able to say in a difficult situation, I have peace about that? When that happens, that's an awesome thing. That's an awesome thing. When, just when you can internally say, no matter what's going on, even though your emotions may tell you otherwise, I have a peace that God is working through this. That he's going to take me through this situation. I have a peace about it. It, it calms our hearts, doesn't it? It calms those fears. It takes away the fear that we might have from maybe an unknown situation that's going on in our life. You know, the, I, I think about, you know, just the times we're living in, and I'm sure it's not that much different than other times, but we're here, we're now, and we're seeing it, you know, how much there's a lack of peace. I mean, you see the the demonstrations and the protests and, um, and the people at war with, un- with one another, and, and we think peace? We don't sense that in our world. And maybe in your life, there's a, uh, maybe there's a relational upheaval. You know, someone that you're at odds with, and you just you can't find that way to have peace, and, and yet um, God's calling you to peace. Blessed are the peacemakers, the Bible tells us. So it's kind of at odds with maybe what we see in the world as well as at odds with maybe what's going on in our lives personally. But when we remember that we have the peace of God because we have peace with God, that can reign in our lives. That peace can reign in our lives in the difficult times. It helps us kind of navigate, right, this troubled, the troubled waters that we, that we uh, live in at this time. And maybe you don't feel grateful. Maybe you don't feel thankful at this time. Maybe there's something really deep and hurting that's going on in your life. And I get that. We all go through those things. Maybe it's been a, a really difficult season for you. Well, the Bible has a couple of ways that we can kind of redirect redirect so that we can be thankful in all things. Number one, we can focus our attention outward. You know, are we, you know, 
I'll raise my hand first. Uh, you know, we can be so self-consumed sometimes, right? You know, we, rightfully so. We, we're going through uh, things and, you know, uh, we want to, uh, you know, be thankful. We want to be grateful. We want to be pain-free. We want to, all of those things. And so we become a little bit self-consumed, don't we, even as Christians? But the Bible tells us to focus on others. Philippians 2 Verses 3 through 3 and 4 tells us, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. That's not easy. That's not easy. To esteem others better than himself, let each of you look out, not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. So this is not to necessarily put yourself down, but to make sure that you're not so consumed with your own things that you're neglecting the needs of others or just others that are in your life. You know, if we do that in our marriages, we'll have marriage counseling out the door. You know, if we neglect one another in, in, those, in those relationships. So yeah, you know, Pray for God to bless you and pray for God to, you know, do, do the things in your life that, that uh, you know would be best, but also pray for others. Our prayers can be, can be intercessory prayers. And they shouldn't always be focused on our own needs. So focus outward, and that will help us be thankful. You know, just thankful even for those relationships in our lives, for those people that God's put in our path. You know, we can be thankful for those things. And then another way is to, to be mindful, to be mindful of what we have. You know, and again, we're in a kind of consumerism, um, you know, society where, you know, with a click, you can have everything on your doorstep in, in 24 hours. And uh, I can find myself kind of, you know, falling into that from time to time. And uh, we need to realize that whatever we have is what God's allowed us to have and to be content in that, to be content, be mindful of what we have. You know, we may assume those with more material possessions are happier but that's not always the case, right? I mean, we can see there are, you know, famous examples of, of wealthy people who lack, you know, true joy, true happiness, who say that they're still missing something, that there's something lacking in their life, right? You know, there are, there are examples of that. And so we know that that's not what's going to make us happy, and yet sometimes we fall into that, right? We look at, uh, you know, the, the Joneses, right? And we want to have what's, what they want, or even better. And we need to kind of be mindful that God's given us everything that he feels we need. In Hebrews 13, 5, it says, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have, for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Let your conduct 
be without covetousness. So are we conducting ourselves in a way that expresses satisfaction and fulfillment with what we have? Or do we conduct ourselves in a way that's envious of what other people might have? You know, those are questions that, you know, that are serious questions that will go directly to whether we're thankful or not in our lives. And whether we can look at our circumstances and what God has given us and say, yes, God, I'm content. Whatever you have for me, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. that it just it changes our, our perspective. It gives us a sense of thankfulness, even if we don't have all the you know, shiny things that somebody else might have. It gives us a, a, a different way of looking at things. Thankfulness, I believe, begins with contentment. Begins with contentment. So if we're not content, we're always going to be striving for that next best thing. And, and thankfulness gets really put on the back burner, doesn't it? Because, well, how can we be thankful when we don't have that? We don't have that. We don't have that relationship or we don't have that newest thing. So we, we, we don't even have thankfulness in our hearts. But God wants us to look differently at things. And, you know, remember this too. God knows what you need. He knows everything you need. And he'll never leave us or forsake us. So he's going to give you all that you need. And another way is to keep track. Keep track of your thankfulness, so that when you are maybe running low in your thank tank, you can look back, whether it's a journal or just something that will remind you of God working in your lives and just ways to be thankful. And you can maybe look back and you can say, Lord, I, I forgive me in my need right now, in my difficult time right now that I'm not thankful because look what you've done in my life. Look what you've given me. You know, I, I call it creating a stone of remembrance, right? So that we don't forget the blessings that we have. Uh, an account in the Bible here in Joshua kind of gives us an example of that. In Joshua 4, Beginning in verse 5, it says, And Joshua said to them, Cross over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan, and each one of you take up a stone on his shoulders, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come, saying, What do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, when it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. What a great account. What a great account. How God, you know, he God parted the Red Sea, and then, he, and then when they were in the land of promise, he also parted the Jordan. And, you know, the children of Israel... Uh, were so amazed at God's provision in all of that. And they were instructed to never forget. Never forget. Do you tell your children and your grandchildren of the blessings of God in your life? 
Do you show them those stones of remembrance, those things that God has done in your life? Do you take those opportunities to do that, to pass that on to the next generation? The children of Israel were in the promised land, but that didn't mean that it was trouble-free, remember. The promised land was just, was just the land that God had given them, that promise to them. But it wasn't trouble-free. There were still battles. There were still challenges that went on. Our lives are not trouble-free. Once we, we become a believer, you know, you, you, Jesus even said, in this world, you're going to have tribulation. But what did he say? Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. That perspective that, yes, we're going to have difficulties, but God has blessed us. God has has called us. God is providing for us. May we never forget all the things that he's done for us. May we always be thankful for those things. So for the people, for the children of Israel, remembering God's faithfulness and recalling those times and then, and then what? Passing those things down. Sharing. Sharing with others what God's doing in your life. Sharing with others you know, how, how God has just blessed you abundantly. Even if those people know that right now you're going through a tough time. Imagine that testimony to people. That they know that you're dealing with, maybe you're going through treatments. And, and we, we know how difficult that is, physically, emotionally, all the different, even the doubt that comes in. But to have, just to be able to be thankful in all things and be able to pass that on to someone else. What a testimony to God's working in your life, amen? You know, just, just think about, be more thoughtful of all those things. I'm saying this for myself, too. So it's the same for us as the children of Israel. As we see God working in our lives, we should be setting up those memorial stones in order to bring things to mind and then pass them on. You know, people are interested to hear what God's doing in your life. Believe it or not, people are interested to hear what God is doing. And then it produces what? It produces trust in God. Not only in them, but in us. Recalling those things, bringing those things back. And I think it's probably one of the most difficult things to do as a, as a Christian, is just to be thankful on a day-to-day basis. You know, we can be, you know, we can be thankful when those answered prayers come in and kind of exactly the way we had hoped. And we see, uh, you know, a miracle, we see a healing, we see a you know, God-giving provision, um, and those things come in. We can be thankful in those special times in our life. No question about it. But how about just in the day-to-day? How about just in the, in the mundane, you know, going to work or, or going about your day? How about in those things, being thankful for that? Because that's what fills your, your tank. It's being thankful in just the day-to-day things. And then in the difficult times, what? We have enough to just bring us through. You know, thankfulness, I think, is harder to manifest and exemplify in the difficult times in our life. It's just, it just is. It just goes without saying. 
And we're living in difficult times. I mean, like I said, I, I don't know if it's more difficult than times past, but we're here. It's what we're going through. And so we, we can see and we can look around and we can look at our circumstances and, and you know, we can see, you know, that it's, it could be difficult at times, but how do we be thankful through that? When, you know, things look depressing or the healing doesn't come or whatever. But remember this too, as believers. We have a future hope, don't we? Don't we have a future hope? One day Jesus is going to return and he's going to set everything in order. Amen? Amen? And we won't look around the world and, and see uh, the, the struggles and the, and the difficulties and, the, and all of the evil that are go- that's going on. One day Jesus is going to come back. Revelation 11 gives us hope in, in looking to the future. It tells us in verses 15 through 17, Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdom of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. That day will come. And he shall reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders who sat before God on their thrones fell on their faces and worshiped God, saying, We give you thanks, O Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was and who is to come, because of you you have taken your great power and reigned. Amen. Amen for that day that we have hope that we can hold on to. One day Jesus will return. He'll set things in order. And like the 24 elders of Revelation, we will be able to thank God for reigning in this world. But we can thank him now also for reigning in our lives, can't we? For just being alive, for taking us through things. Thank him now. But remember, the elders were not thanking God for what he had already done. They were thanking God for what was about to happen. For, he, for what he will do. So we see here thanking God for not only um, our past blessings, right? Setting up those memorial stones, looking back, keeping a journal, you know, looking back and seeing how God has brought us through things and blessed us. But we can also thank God for what our present circumstances, Right? that his mercies are new each morning, every single day, he is presently doing something for us to be thankful for, presently in our lives. So we look back at the past things and we thank him for that. We look at our present circumstances, good or bad, whatever it is, and we can be thankful in that. But we can also be thankful for our future blessings. I'm going to ask the worship team to come forward. In 1 Peter, verse 1, verse 3 and 4, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. You've been listening to To Every Generation from Calvary Chapel Crossfields. 
We meet for Bible study Wednesdays at 7 p.m. And Sunday service begins at 10.30 a.m. On Sundays, we have children's church for all ages, in addition to infant and nursery care. You can find out more about the ministry here at Calvary Chapel Crossfields by going to www.cccrossfields.org, where you can also watch or listen to previous messages. If you have any questions or have a prayer request, please email us at contact at cccrossfields.org. Thanks for listening, and may God bless.